0: thanks for tuning in guys this is i80 sports with your first baseball podcast i am your host along with nick surgeon ralph lenzie this is i80 sports baseball what's up guys this is nick lich i am your host along with my co-host nick surgeon and and Ralph Lindsey, three baseball fans, three biased Yankee fans. But you know what? We're going to give you the take of <laughs> Yankee fans and Mets fans and try to give you all the takes of around the league that are going on. Everybody's tough with the with the, ver- the coronavirus right now. Um, quarantined from work, quarantined from the supermarket, everything going on. Uh, Nick, how's it going today?
1: How's it going Nick? Thanks for having me today. Everything's going well. Uh, kind of going crazy with all this quarantine stuff going on, but good to finally talk some baseball even though we won't be watching it for a while.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Ralph, how's it going over there? Going great. be The Show 20s coming in handy right now with no baseball going on, so really using go. my time to get some baseball into my system.
0: Yeah, I'm going to buy it just so I could peg some Astro players. Um, <laughs> so
2: let's... Let's
0: go into our first topic here. I think everybody knows what's going on. The coronavirus is pushing all sports back, canceling sports left and right. Um, ideally, there was a um, an announcement that came out from the league commissioner yesterday or the day before that said uh, a potential eight-week start um, delay due to the CDC guidance. So I think we're looking at potentially a May or June start date with um with a later date in in play, uh, what are your guys' takes on it, Ralph? On who do you think this benefits more? So the pitchers or the or the position players?
2: I really think this is going to be this benefits pitchers more than position players because pitchers you can they can still throw, they can throw bullpens, they can throw flat grounds, they can long toss. Position players they can hit off a the tee, they can hit in cages, but that does not correlate into a real live game situation where you're facing real pitching so i mean i think pitchers are going to come out a little bit better than hitters are going to be just because pitchers can do a lot more than hitters closer to game type action so
0: i agree i think it's going to help too in the long run with the postseason and help them go a little bit deeper down the road nick what do you what is your take on that
1: yeah, I agree with you guys. Definitely the pitchers are going to benefit more because once you get to the dog days of summer when it's hot outside and then when you get into October, I mean, the pitchers are going to have a lot less innings, a lot less pitches so thrown out have their arms. And, you know, in a day and age where a guy, if you throw over 100 pitches or if you throw a complete game, I mean, it's uh, – it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing nowadays, it seems, so definitely the pitchers are going to benefit in that respect, but I think the biggest beneficiary of this may be the Yankees with Aaron Judge with his stress fracture in the rib, you got James Paxson with the back surgery, Stanton's calf, and uh, Sanchez's lower back. I mean, this gives the Yankees an opportunity to get healthy, so that it's a huge benefit for them. It's a benefit for uh, guys like Chris Sale and Justin Verlander, too, who are... Uh, Coming, off, who are trying to go through throwing programs out of Verlander's coming off surgery as well. So for teams with a lot of injuries, I think they even benefit the most.
0: Yeah, we don't we, we don't really care about Justin Verlander. He can stay out for the rest <laughs> of the season. We don't, I mean... That's a, good, that's a good point, and I saw a report today that Stanton is actually, if um, the eight-week timeline is going to hold true, uh, that Stanton is ready to play for opening day, whatever day that may be. so that's great um anything on the Mets front anybody have anything on that I know Cespedes shouldn't be coming back anytime soon I don't think he is going to be ready at all for the season if he plays um I think he'll make a maybe a late appearance if anything or a postseason appearance potentially uh any of you guys have anything on that
1: Um, Just with the the Mets, I think, again, the the delayed start's going to help them with injuries, too. Uh, Towards the end of, um, I guess it was last week or the week before, Conforto came up with a grade one oblique strain, so he probably would have missed opening day. But now, with that eight-week timeline, he should definitely be able to make mid-May. And Dallin Patantis, too, obviously, coming off that Achilles injury. It was kind of iffy if he would have been on the opening day roster, but if you push opening day back a month and a half, he'll definitely be there, too. So, again, it will probably benefit the Mets.
0: Absolutely. Uh, what do we think the season's going to look like? I think obviously it's going to be a condensed season. I think we're probably going to miss about sixty games or so. Um, I, obviously, the All Star break is going to be canceled, uh, which is great because I personally don't like it. I think it's a waste of time. <laughs> um, but what's your perspective on the
2: on the uh, season and how it's going to look? Um, it's gonna. It's definitely going to be interesting how they plan on uh getting as many games in as possible especially if they do start in july so i wouldn't be surprised if this year we see a lot of double headers more than we a lot of double headers going in this season i also wouldn't be surprised if they decide because of the shortened season to sort of test out their proposed expanded playoff um that they uh sent out earlier this year just to give a little more excitement towards the end of the year, give more teams a chance to really get into the playoffs because of an, a shortened season. So it's that, definitely going to be interesting.
0: That's a great topic to bring up. I think um, the uh, proposed playoff schedule that came out uh, in the off season was taken with a lot of um, mixed emotions, I would say, on Twitter. I personally
2: and the, hated it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think... Um, and if anybody listening doesn't isn't aware of what the situation was, I think it was it was adding extra teams to the playoff roster. So it would be seven teams from each league. And guys, keep me honest, if, if that's not accurate, um, along with uh, the first round or the first uh, seeded team would earn a bye week. So essentially the season is shortened by a week and those wild card games go th- on that last week of the season. Um, with the highest seeds earning that bye week, I personally think that the moment, baseball is a game of momentum, and those teams sitting out is going to be difficult
2: for them to keep that rolling.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Well, also, baseball. so they
2: they had it to where you could choose. They had like choose your opponent in it there too. It's like, come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean. If you're one of the lower seeds, you know, you get to play through those three, four extra days, whatnot. I mean, you, you, I mean, the team's going, the team's meshing, and then the team that's on rest, I mean, can they really have, like, game action? I mean, yeah, guys will throw bullpens, you'll have batting practice, but, like, for those four days after playing a long season, I mean, the top seeded team's really at a disadvantage, and then they choose their opponent. I mean, the opponent then has, you know, they've got momentum after winning a series, and they're like, oh, these guys think we're the underdogs, we'll have to show them, so, I mean, it just gives them them extra motivation to take down the top seed too i'd be worried about it if i was a top team because i really would not want to have to face a team that was playing for the last week while we were off um and then they have the momentum to take you down
0: absolutely i think um we were kind of discussing this offline but the the teams that potentially would make it in are so far behind the teams that are in their division like the red sox being so far behind the yankees and potentially making it in And to your point, Nick, I think that you have a team like the Nationals who went all the way as a wild card team. Yeah, so y- you think about that seventh seed team just rolling all the way through.
1: Uh, yeah, if it's a seventh seed team, I mean they could make the playoffs at a 500 or sub 500 <laughs> record then roll all the way to the World Series. I mean, come on, is that really fair? I mean, then the re- does the regular season matter much if I mean no. if so many teams are going to be making the playoffs, you just got to get hot at the right time then.
0: Do we know we're the also only extending. reason why this this actually would come to Money.
1: All
2: right,
0: there you, oh, go. Yeah. Money.
1: <laughs> they there want you
2: go. Money. They want money. money. The reason they want this. It gives Absolutely. them more money. But, I mean, it also extends it, it the season even longer. So now we're playing baseball possibly early, mid-November. So when you're playing in cities like New York, Chicago, places where it's cold and freezing, you're not going to get good baseball out of that. Baseball is not a winter sport. It's just not.
1: Yeah, and are pitchers really going to be able to hold up that long from, you know, beginning of April, end of March to a middle of November? I mean, then they're going to have no rest time between then and spring training. I mean, I think it's just a little ridiculous to expend, expend, expand the baseball season extend it that long. I mean, come on.
2: But, I mean, to go back to the teams that would make it, if we just look at last year, like what I already said, the Red Sox were 19 games back of the Yankees at the end of the year. They were 12 games back at Tampa Bay, who was in second in our division. So you have a team that's light years behind the other teams making it into the playoffs. Like, come on, that's not fun to watch. And the Mets would
0: be in the playoffs, according to this calculation, I believe, if I'm not yeah. mistaken.
1: Yeah, you yeah. get a hot month, you get hot at the right time, you just soar in.
0: And, and don't get me wrong. I think the Mets have a good future. I think if they could keep building on what they My have, <laughs>
2: that's
0: good. That's good. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I'm just pandering to the to the Mets fans. I uh, I think the uh, the Braves are really looking good this season or this upcoming season with the uh, Phillies. So I think the uh, NL East is really going to be a uh, division to look at. Um, Right now, I just wanted to stop and say, you know, check out our other podcasts that we have on I-80 Sports. Uh, We're doing a bunch of different things in this time to get us through this pandemic Uh, 2020, the coronavirus. If you haven't heard of it, um, it's happening. So, you know, grab a beer, uh, go on the Facebook page. Discussion board and start posting stuff. There's a lot going on with NFL right now and trades, uh, so and uh, potential pickups. Tom Brady going to the Bucks. What a weird thing that is. Uh, Not, wasn't expecting that, but just a little plug for the other sports that are going on MLS, uh, football, and all your uh, favorite sport topics, and even some candy drafts that we're going to have on our traffic jam discussions. Let's talk about the biggest story of the off season. Something that was discovered um, by video, uh, using video. And let's talk about that Astro scum. I oh, think
2: God. I think
0: <laughs> it's really important to talk about that and get everyone's take on it. Um, I've watched several videos, and I'm going to post it on my uh, on my Twitter i80sports underscore Nick. Um, of different videos of where you could hear the the banging of the uh, trash cans. I just think it's absolutely despicable that this team is getting away with cheating scot free. free. And you know what? I think I think all baseball fans and don't look at us as biased Yankee fans. I think every baseball fan can agree with us that you know they cheated. There's no gray area here. You need to take away their title,
2: Ralph. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, now I do want to make one distinction because I think some people might not make this distinction that easily. But it's not the sign stealing part that's the issue. Sign stealing goes on everywhere. I mean, when I played college ball, Absolutely. we would try to steal. We tried to we tried to steal signs every game. It's the the way that they did it using video placed in a position where they could look into a catcher's signs and then using the trash cans. That's the big part, but the fact that the players got immunity almost right off the bat, had didn't have to worry a single thing about having any punishment. The fact they still have a World Series ring, it's just absurd. And then, um, I mean, if anything, I think at the very least, I mean, I know a lot of people threw out like lifetime bans and stuff like that. I'm not 100% sure if lifetime bans to go that far, it depends it. on. Well, it's depend, It depends. If you could narrow it down to maybe one or two guys that are like the key players, then yes. But you can't. They were all like, in the clubhouse. Yeah, we well, can't give a lifetime ban to the entire team. Came up team. with it. So, but I mean, I, I at least would have thought. You know, maybe don't give them, um, don't give them a playoff berth for one or two seasons. Make sure wow. they can't make the playoffs. Um, if not, even suspending players. For a couple seasons without pay if I don't know how the contracts work and all that but if they would still get paid if they were suspended which I don't think they would either way but a, either a suspension or something for the players in some way shape or form But so the fact they got scot free and nothing and yeah AJ Hinch got fired but whoopty doodly <laughs> do
0: yeah Nick do you think um the punishments were just with AJ Hinch and and the GM and
1: uh, um, no, I, th- I think ultimately they were the fall men because the players' unions told Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball that, oh, if you want to interview the players, you have to grant them full immunity. So, I mean, starting off right off the bat, step one, I mean, Major League Baseball sort of had its hands tied in conducting this investigation. Um, but I, I think the ultimate punishment, I, I mean, I think you have to strip the World Series title, right? Because the game of baseball, you play to win. And at the end of the day, the Astros cheated. They beat the... Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series in seven games. They beat the Yankees in the ALCS in seven games. And a lot of those game, a lot of those fourteen games were close games, especially the games in Houston when they were banking and um, hitting the trash can ceiling side. So I mean, it's not like the out- Astros, you know, swept the Yankees, swept the Dodgers, and outright won the American League and then the World Championship. I mean, there were tight games and tight and an entertaining series for us to watch as they were happening. So I mean, to say that it didn't affect the games at all is just absolutely absurd, which is what Jim Crane said. And and then even further on, a uh, Jim Crane, um, you know, he hires Dusty Baker, who's a well respected manager in Major League Baseball. I just don't understand why Dusty Baker has to be the guy that's standing in front of the press asking for everyone's forgiveness. I just it just baffles me why Jim Crane makes him do that and why the players are making him do that since he wasn't even in the dugout at that time and just the whole PR perspective, it was just a total disaster. Um, every time Jim Crane spoke, he sounded stupid. He would say, oh, it's not the player's fault. And then 10 minutes later, the players would be apologizing, say, oh, I should have done more. Uh, it's just a complete disaster. And I think the only way that this could be rectified and sort of soothe the fans' anger is um, to take away the title because it's a huge stain on the game of baseball, and it's an absolute disgrace.
2: Absolutely. I, I think... i trying to Face, they're just trying to save face. They didn't actually ma- They didn't actually want to apologize. They didn't actually oh, yeah, care. Actually,
1: yeah, so, yeah. Listen, they, have they, they, they have like their ring. Mike they have their ring. It's worth it. Guys
2: like Mike Trout, who doesn't say a peep ever about anything. A guy like Mike Trout actually saying something. You know something very, very wrong went on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think um, the entire PR department of the Houston Astros um, should be absolutely fired and wiped away. Um, but let, let's be fair, in the 2017 playoffs, the Yankees were not playing um, their best baseball. That They they were on a magical run. I think we can all agree that Gary Sanchez's defense at the plate <laughs> that, had a lot to do with that. Uh, so, Greg yeah,
1: Berg couldn't run.
0: Greg Bird yeah. couldn't run, except for that magical home run that Nick <laughs> on, and I both saw at Yankee Stadium <laughs> that sent them back to Cleveland. So there were certain highlights that you could go yeah. through. Um, young team, uh, you know, could you could you say that without the cheating or the banging, whatever, would the Yankees be in the World Series? I, one will never I know. So. There were
1: two or three one-run games in Houston. I mean, you never know. You never know if. You know, if um, Houston doesn't score that extra inning game against Chapman, if Houston doesn't score there, maybe the Yankees score the next inning and win it there. I mean, you never know. There are close games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can't give the
1: Astros and, the benefit of the doubt being cheaters. You can't give them the no. benefit of the doubt. No, no definitely well, not. And even to going this past year
2: where you have Altuve saying, don't rip off my shirt, don't rip yeah, off my come shirt. come
1: on. Like, come on. <laughs> Like, my my wife doesn't want to see doesn't want everyone to see me without my shirt. And then he's like, "Oh, I got a bad tattoo." I mean, come on. I so, mean, if so if, if, I my wife, if my wife, my
0: wife, if I had a wife, if she told me not to take off my shirt, I'd probably agree with it because nobody wants to see this anyway. <laughs> um, so
2: did you did you guys see the thing about his undershirt? No, no. I
0: didn't.
2: Go ahead. He, oh, I gotta find that. But he was wearing an undershirt like the entire game, and then in the last. In the bottom of the ninth, when he's rounding the, when he's coming home, he's got no undershirt on. I'm sorry, but amazing. I, I don't guys going into the dugout at the very end of the game in the last half inning of a game, going into the dugout, going underneath to change their undershirt.
1: Well, then after he hits the home run, he runs into the dugout, takes off his jersey, probably his buzzer too. Let's be honest, and then he puts yeah. on a uh, pennant shirt. Come on, that's just so fishy. Have you ever seen that before? It's ridiculous. Oh, I know. look you're face. he's facing a guy chapman
2: who we all know throws 99 100 easy you're looking for a slider up and away no shot are you looking (laughs) for a slider up and away to where you just are on it and tattoo the damn thing
0: well i think aj hinch got off fairly easy um i think somebody that was Um, complacent, compliant, whatever word you want to use that. I don't care if he was bashing TVs or doing whatever he was doing in the dugouts. He knew about it. He didn't stop it. He didn't report it. And, and I don't, you know, you could talk about this whole baseball brotherhood and I get it. There's, there's these brotherhoods throughout sports and through everything that you do, but you know what, if you're doing something wrong, you need to stop it. Um, I think he got off with a year ban. I think he should have a lifetime ban. I think we have still um, have not seen the results of what will happen with Alex Cora. I think he and Lord knows what he was doing up in Boston when they won the next year after. So I think um, where's his punishment? And it was speaking,
1: supposed to be handed before spring training, Again, I mean, here we are, middle of March.
0: Speaking of lifetime bans, I mean, you have a guy who was just betting on his team, not doing anything <laughs> too bad. Pete Rose can't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I am hashtag um, Pete Rose Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, I think he should totally be in. Um, maybe that's another conversation for another podcast. That's definitely wow.
1: a whole different podcast. We got a month and a half to go still before Baseball comes back. Because I don't I think he should, should have been banned be in. in the
2: first place.
0: I, I agree. And then you and then you have the White Sox um, back in uh, nineteen nineteen was it?
2: Um, yeah, the so, Black
1: Sox. Can't. Well, yeah,
2: clueless Joe Jackson's the only discrepancy there. But again, that's a t- topic for another day. Yeah, I think that'll be a nice uh conversation
0: for to fill some time up and give some history lessons Definitely. Um, and talk about some good uh old cheating scandals throughout yeah. the league. And then let's talk about the trades of the off season. I know there there are a lot of different moves. I think the uh the Reds are going to look real good this year. <laughs>
1: um yeah, a couple um, big you, signings
0: for them. You, you could play that drop, but I think uh I think they actually might, um, in the next couple of years, I think they might start looking pretty good. But, uh, Nick, what what do you have for us?
1: All right, so I've got the lowdown of everything that went on in L.A. over the uh, winter, starting off oh. with the L.A. Angels signing of Anthony Rendon to a seven-year, $210 million contract contract. Um, past couple of years they've tried Justin Upton they've tried various guys hitting behind Mike Trout but I don't think they've given him the protection that he absolutely needs in the lineup and a guy like Anthony Rendon can really do that so with a guy like him batting cleanup in the lineup who knows what the Angels can produce offensively with Trout going on all cylinders um and they've got guys in their minor league system too like Joe Adele so it's the lineup that's definitely to be feared but who knows if they can hold up throughout a long season with uh, their pitching woes. I mean, they gave Matt Harvey a try last year. So that's that's how you know how desperate the Angels were last year. But when it co- I mean, I can't even think of one of their starters right now off the top of my head. Well, they they, um,
2: they did t- they did sign Julio Tehran. They got Julio the, Tehran. Oh,
1: yeah, they did. Oh, but he hasn't been good in a couple of years, They're- though. Uh, Nick, it sounds like, you're,
0: sounds like you're trying to get at something with all this uh, <laughs> this Los Angeles Angels talk.
1: Here. You know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think the Angels might be in the run for a second wild card spot. I think the A's are going to run away with the AL West division, not to uh, get into division picks. But, um, you know, all runaway cars eventually run out of gas. So I think um, the A's and Angels have a good shot of taking down the Astros this year. Um, and then moving on to the I'd other side. I'd love to see that actually happen. It would be good to see Mike Trout in the postseason. But um, moving on to the other side of LA, you had the grand heist of the century. Oh, Mookie God. Betts going to the Dodgers with David Price for Alex Verdugo and. Um, Jeter Downs, one of their prospects. I mean, looking at this deal, I mean, Verdugo's a nice piece. He can play center pretty well, and Jeter Downs, pretty good prospect. But the Dodgers did not have to give up Gavin Lux or Dustin May, the crown jewels of their farm system. So, I mean, yeah, they'll have to pay uh, Price's salary for the next few years, and they'll have to pay Mookie this year. But they really didn't give up much to get what I think is a Hall of Fame talent in Mookie Betts. and after that trade they also bolstered their bullpen by acquiring a uh, bootstar Gatterall, the guy who uh, initially caused the rift in the first deal for kenta Maeda um, and this guy he's going to shore up their bullpen he's got a 100 mile an hour fastball he's got a good sinker a lot of good pitches so the dodgers are definitely a team to watch out for again this year but let's see uh, if Kershaw and all those guys could hold up it'll be interesting to see well, for just to uh,
0: just to go back to the dodgers yeah. are- just to go back to your uh, trade there, um, imagine being a Red Sox fan and cheering <laughs> for a guy named Jeter.
1: <laughs> he was named after <laughs> Jeter. It's perfect. That's so fitting. I great. Great. They trade a Hall of Fame outfielder for a guy named Jeter. Gotta love it.
0: So this podcast <laughs> is going to be fair to Yankee fans and Mets fans, but Red Sox fans are off. They are on, on limits.
2: We are get going
0: out. to hammer them. Red
2: Sox, just get out.
0: Unless you Go listen
2: and subscribe, your you're more than welcome. <laughs> well, yeah, but don't expect us to be nice to
1: your Red Sox. Just don't. It's not
2: going to happen. Yeah.
1: The next couple of years when they're down, it's going to be fun for the Yankees. It really will be. That's for sure.
0: Ralph, what do you, what do you got on the Mets side?
2: So the Mets, I mean, we saw them. They they got Dylan Batanzas. They brought in – we know they brought in Stroman at the end of last year. They brought in Rick Prisselo. I mean, kind of like – saying before, the Mets are a team to actually look out for. If they can play as well as they did, like they did the second half of last season, they are a... they're going to contend. That division is going to be a fun division to watch. I mean, the Mets... I mean, with Batanzas, they just shirt up their bullpen. I mean, Edwin Diaz, you expect to have a bounce-back year. I mean, he came off a 57 save season the year before and then just... Don't know what happened this past year. He just fell off the face of the earth. But bringing Batandas in, and we all know after watching him for the last few years, when he is on, he's almost untouchable.
1: Oh yeah, when but he that-
2: so he is nasty. So with Batandas in that bullpen, it actually might help Diaz in the regard that he, Diaz doesn't have to be the only guy in that bullpen doing anything. Yeah. I mean, Prisillo is just was just a way to shore up the back end of their bullpen with Quaka and Matt. I mean, they could go to a six-man rotation the Mets this year and just give that extra day of rest. But, I mean, the lineup that they have with Alonzo coming off a 53-home run season, Conforto, Davis, Nimmo, uh, McNeil, all guys who are hitting around 300 minus Alonzo. But when you hit 53-home runs, you don't got to hit 300. So Yeah, definitely. I, they still, they still got Robbie Cano, who... He's at the tail end of his years, but he can still produce.
1: <laughs> don't you and, and, know?
0: And you have and you have, uh, Degrom at the top of your rotation. Oh, and back, I just think so super con- consistent. And honestly, in the National League, I don't I don't see another pitcher competing with Degrom for for another another Cy Young. I mean, is it really out of the realm of possibility that he goes three for three? I and think you has- got to
1: look out for Jack Flattery in St. Louis. I mean, he had a fire second yeah. half last year. His ERA was sub 1.
2: Yeah, but I mean with the pieces that the Mets actually have in place now and cuz I mean remember when DeGrom won his first won his first Cy Young, it he was his record was a losing record if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But he, he was pitched one game so over well, I think. One game either way. It was a everyone was like I, the big debate was did DeGrom deserve the Cy Young because of his record? But luckily, they were smart enough to realize a record doesn't show you what a pitcher is capable of yeah. when you yeah. have an ERA as low as he did. And even last year, I don't know, if unless DeGrom backs up and regresses next season, even with Jack Flattery, it might be difficult for someone to come close yeah, it's definitely to the side lose. And and now you have a
0: manager that may know how to manage a rotation Mm -hmm. in a bullpen better than Mickey Calloway. Um, I've said this uh, year after year. I I don't think Mickey knew how to, how to manage his, his roster. I just don't think he, I think he burnt out his pitchers. I think his starters, he was throwing them out there for 110, 115. And look, some of the older guys and and gals of baseball fans are going to are gonna chirp about that and say, you know, back in my day,
2: pitchers went until their their arms fall off, and that's true. How young
1: pitched every day. It's true. Yeah,
2: it, it's, it's true. Just, it's just not how things are nowadays. Yeah. They got pitch counts and everything. Gone are the days where you have guys like Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan, just throwing. 100-plus pitches every time they go out to try to finish off a game. It's just how the game's going. Definitely. So The, the analytics.
1: I'm the, talking the analytics. Yeah. The yeah.
2: analytics is very important. <laughs> so
0: the the last trade that we want to talk about today is the most important trade of the offseason, and that's Garrett Cole. Of course. The, course, the big tuna. The white we, whale. We got him. We got him. Three hundred forty-four million. For the Picture next gazillion been years, waiting for. he he is a Yankee for the rest of his career with the five. But you know he does have oh, that five-year five-year opt-out. Got, but
2: he's got the opt-out. Yeah, going with the anywhere? Team we ha- with the team we have, he'll probably stick around. We got a lot of young guys around he'll, him, and
0: he'll probably have three World Series w- rings in five years. So why would he want to opt oh, out? So I so think five,
1: five Cy Youngs, right?
0: I, I think he's going to be super great at the front of the rotation. I think he brings a lot of uh, – he, he can't – you know, last season he had 2.5 ERA. He won 20 games. Like, 20 and 5. He was 20 and 5, and he was just absolutely great in the postseason too. Um, obviously didn't get the job done at the end of the season, but, you know, um, it doesn't matter. It's wiped clean garrett
2: back then we don't care
0: he is a new york yankee and it is a great day so this is why it's a little bittersweet to talk about this with the with the season being on pause with the the coronavirus wanted to see garrett cole pitch in baltimore to start out the season but you know all good things will start and we will definitely um see them soon
2: it's gonna be fun
0: to any final any final thoughts
2: ralph As far as trades, no, I mean, but, again, I'll go back to the NL East with the Mets, the Phillies, and the Nationals. Uh, That's going to be a fun division to watch. That's going to be a tough division for any of those three teams to win, especially with the moves the Phillies have made. The Phillies brought in Joe Girardi, who brought over his shortstop in Didi Gregorius. There they got JT Romuto behind the plate. So, well, it's going to be fun watching the Yankees, the NL East is going to be fun to watch if you're just a baseball fan. Especially I
0: to- in a short season. I totally yes, agree. I think once we once we get the uh, once we get the season up and running, I think it's going to be a really fun season. I think the shorter season is going to make it a lot more interesting. I think you're going to have a lot more teams making runs. I think you're going to have competitive divisions uh, like the NL East. Unfortunately, you have the Tampa Bay Rays, who are probably going to be a little thorn in the side for the Yankees. But I think overall, I think it's going to be a great season for our two teams. Um, Coming up in the future, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Once uh, we get word on when the season starts, we'll start helping you out with your your fantasy lineups and talking about players that you could potentially pick up, some some sleepers uh, that you might want to take on for your fantasy team. And, and With the new I,
2: relief rules, relief pitchers just became a lot more valuable. I
0: we we could talk yeah. about we could talk about some of the new rule changes coming up too, um, with the three uh, batter minimum, which I think is totally um, absurd. But oh, I we'll hate talk, it. But <laughs> we'll definitely touch on that at a later date. Uh, I'll leave you, Nick, with the uh, final word.
1: All right, so in the midst of everything going on with the coronavirus and the self-quarantine, the self-isolation, just wanted to end on a little bit of a lighter note. So if I could, I'd like to share a baseball joke with you guys. So there are these two friends, Larry and Joe, they grew up together on in the Bronx playing stickball, then playing sandlot ball on the streets, and then joining American Legion Leagues and playing up until their senior days. And the days come where Larry, he's in his 90s, and he's on his uh, deathbed. And Joe goes to visit him one last time, and Joe says, Larry, as soon as you get to heaven, you got to let me know, is there baseball? So lo and behold, a couple weeks later, Joe's fast asleep in his bed, and he hears loud ruckus, a loud noise. The window slams open, it's the ghost of Larry. And Larry says, Joe, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. I'll start off with the good news. He's like, it, heaven is great. We play baseball all the time. We play nine inning games. We go for hot dogs and beers afterwards, and then we're not even tired. We just play again all day and all night. We even had Babe Ruth play in our pickup game yesterday. And Joe's like, oh, my God, that's great. It's everything I could have ever hoped for. How could there possibly be bad news? And Larry says, you're pitching on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks, sorry, Larry. I,
0: you. I hope you enjoyed our first Baseball podcast with i80sport.
1: Take care, everyone.
0: Deuces.